Welcome back to the Indigo Tent. Remember those days of going back to school and writing, what did I do over my summer vacation? Join Wendy and me in the tent as we share our summer experiences, emotions, and shenanigans. I love this word, shenanigans, because it has multiple meanings. Sure, it means mischievous, but it also means complicated and humorous activities. We'll reminisce about our summer adventures and analyze some emotions, as well as sharing some plans for season two of the Indigo Tent. How did y'all spend your summer? Welcome back to the Indigo Tent. Welcome, y'all. <laughs> it's so been a long be summer. <laughs> it has been a busy and eventful summer, and where did it all go? Where, indeed. We've got so much to, to talk about um, as far as our next season of discussions in the tent. Wendy and I have been plotting and planning, so... Listeners, um, you can join in on reminiscing and then also looking forward as to what podcasts we're going to be doing. So let's start off. Wendy, tell us what you did this summer. It's like going back to school, right? What did you do with your summer? <laughs> yeah, I feel like I have to write an essay of my summer break. <laughs> Yes, and and speaking of essays, you did write a blog about about part of your summer break, but we'll get to that, right? Yes, we will. We will indeed. Yeah, it's 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 important to to take little breaks here and there so that we can renew and rejuvenate, and have have even more insights and conversations. And so I'm glad that. You know, I missed doing the podcast, but I'm glad that we really got to take some time to regroup and to do some of the other things that we needed to do uh, in life. Right, professionally and <laughs> and um, and personally, and yes, and so it's it's really important to honor that that time that we get to take to regroup. And regroup, I did. Now, as you might recall from our last season, uh, my, my father had passed away, which now means um, both my parents are gone into the next land <laughs> or the next world or uh, the next phase of our eternal progression, if you will. Journey. Yeah, the journey. And, and it gave me a lot of time to ponder. Well, it didn't give me time, but I noticed as I was going through the, the grieving and mourning process that, oof, that means both parents are gone and that generation is now gone. And so my siblings and I are now stepping into the role of the eldest generation. <laughs> so somewhere in there, I feel like, ooh, I hope I have some wisdom to be able to step into that role and and embrace that role of of being now the eldest generation in in my family anyway mm -hmm. and so that that gave me a lot of a lot to think about wow 
What does that mean? How does that happen? What, what is that really all about? And right. so that's really shaped a lot of the activities I've done this summer is just kind of embracing that peace. Um, so part of, part of that journey uh, took me to Northern California on the coast where I, I went to a small inn that was at the time managed by an old high school friend. And we hadn't seen each other probably in, in at least a decade or so um, since her mother had passed away. And, and so one, it was wonderful to catch up with each other's lives. And then it was also really um, joyful. Not joyful is not quite the right word, but it was, it was really, it was became a very soulful healing experience to just take some time to be and not have to do anything but just just to be there on the coast now of course i got myself into a little adventure that was completely unplanned <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah a, a an adventure that put me uh, really close to the cliff the cliff, yeah, going over the cliff, literally, and and how that uh, you know that that brace with potential. I mean, could I have been in danger? Yes. Could I have fallen and had a really serious or fatal injury? Yes. Fortunately, uh, I didn't. <laughs> I lived to tell about it. Thank God. And, uh, yeah. And it really gave me pause to consider how fragile life can be uh, from one moment to the next. And when, when we understand that at any moment, it may be our last, how do we reflect on that? How do we act on that? And so that was, that was a little bit of a, a sobering <laughs> experience to go, yes, I can still climb. <laughs> and with that, that also, um, you know, I climbed with a little bit more wisdom, perhaps, than to say, oh, I can keep going. <laughs> yes, yeah, so you can read that story on, on uh, <laughs> some of our, we'll probably put it on the website just for fun. So yeah. indigotent.life, go, go check out that story. Um, and then uh, throughout the summer, I, I just, you know, if I don't get to go somewhere, I get a little cabin fever especially this year with, with all the pandemic things going on. So I took myself to Utah, where it's, it's a different COVID experience there than it has been in, in Miami. And I got to be with my children, which there was nothing, I think, more rejuvenating than to just be with my own sons and, and daughter-in-law. And so that was really exciting just just to to experience my children as as maturing adults and and think wow they are they are really cool in their own right and what amazing um human beings they they're turning into <laughs> yeah of course yeah they're, they're the little things that we do that annoy each other but <laughs> but overall but overall, it was really nice to just be and to, and to feel their love and protection. 
for me. They were like, you know, mom, July is your birthday. You know, why, why go back to Miami? Well, you could spend it here. And I was like, oh, yeah. yeah why yeah. be alone on your birthday? Yeah. So then I just, I, I just stayed there for like almost the whole month of July <laughs> and uh, really had a wonderful time with them. And, and then we did get to celebrate my birthday and, and sorry, I, I keep going on and on and on, but I was right. I was really touched. Um, what we did for the birthday. Um, <clears throat> oh yeah, this is good. Yeah, we, we, of course, you know, we went out to dinner because we could and the restaurants weren't quite as, as closed down over there in Utah. So that was really nice. We got to sit and visit with, you know, it was my two sons, my daughter-in-law and actually a niece and her brand new baby and, um, and, and her husband as well. So there was this group of us that were there in the restaurant and I got to hold this brand new little baby who was also born in July. And that was really just a really precious moment. And then we went to a nearby park and it just so happened that I had visited with one of my aunts a few days before and she had shared with me some writings that some of my ancestors had, had written uh, in their, you know, about their own lives. And it was uh, my great grandfather. Uh, we ran across some of his, his re you know, reminiscings or recollections about his life um, where he was a child a hundred years ago when they were going through the Spanish flu. So then it just really brought it full circle that, oh yeah, they're having to wear masks and stuff then too. And, That's and cool. I didn't, I didn't know that detail of the story. Yeah. I for, I'd forgotten about that part until just now. It was like, oh yeah, they had it too. Yeah. And, and so we just sat in the park with, with the little group of us and and we took turns reading uh, from from his his uh, story, I guess, or his book about that time period. And it just made this beautiful connection of, wow, our ancestors have more than just a name. They had a life. They have stories. They had struggles. They they created who we are. <laughs> mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, and you know, I I um, I think birthdays always make us reminisce, right? So Wendy's birthday is the twenty seventh, and mine's the twenty third. So over the years, from time to time, we've been able to celebrate our birthdays together. But um, this was not one of those times because obviously she was in Utah. But um, I was able to celebrate my birthday with my sons, um, but not my mother because she is in a, a retirement community and they were in complete lockdown. They had had one breakout uh, or one case rather of um, not a breakout. <laughs> they had one case of the coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, let's clarify that. They had one case, but the, but the facility where she lives really managed it well. And, and, um, but anyway, she was not able to be with me on my birthday and, um, but just celebrating it with my with my sons and my grandkids was was really good and so one of the things i treated myself to this summer for my birthday was an ayurvedic massage and, you know with the oil dripping on your forehead and 
And um, that was what I wanted. But of course, that portion of it didn't happen because I had to keep my mask on the whole time. So there was no oil dripping on the head, forehead. And so, um, but what she did do was, um, was all the rest of it that's very traditional. And as you all know, I'm into yoga and Ayurveda and, and natural healing as much as possible. Um, so that giving myself that, that day of withdrawing, like Wendy was talking about when she was in California and just having that space to not do anything, I set aside one day of my birthday month where I didn't have to do any work and went and got this massage and took myself out all by myself just just a day to myself and had sushi and and a time to reflect and a time to to um look ahead for the for the next year of my life which is which is always important right it is yeah and then to be with my grandkids um on around my birthday the birthday weekend and we went over to my son and daughter-in-law's house um, and went swimming and just to to um, to celebrate with them. And I took the cupcakes. I had a friend um, made the most beautiful cupcakes. In fact, we should post a picture of that on our website because those cupcakes were like artwork. And wow. it, and it was it was fun to to bring the the birthday cake to to the birthday party right bring it myself and bring this artwork and and watch the joy on everybody's faces as they yeah, yeah they're celebrating my birthday but they're all we're but the main point was we were celebrating life right mm-hmm. and reminiscing and telling stories and um and that was that was a lot of fun yeah and it's those little moments i mean not to say that it was little but it's it's oh, look, those types of yeah. moments and memories that create these beautiful traditions that, that weave our generations together. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the kind, you know, maybe it's just part of the age, but it's, those are the more, to me, the more priceless memories. I agree. And then tell them your big news. <gasps> Well, so while I was up there and, and another one of the days we were together with my niece and her brand new baby, uh, I was sitting there holding the baby and just, just enjoying that moment. Cause you know, like our sons are not so little anymore. Right. <laughs> it's been a few decades. Not going to hold those big boys, are you? <laughs> Yeah, it's been a while since they were, you know, small enough to hold and, and, and out here, I just, I'm not around that many babies, darn it. But here I was holding this little baby and my daughter-in-law said, oh, you just look so comfortable there and, and natural holding the baby. And I said, yeah, I kind of do. And she said, well, get used to it because in March, you're going to have a grandbaby. And I went, wah! exciting (laughs) well actually my reaction was more like um tears started flowing and i'm just in this almost shocked disbelief and and joy um just complete utter no words 
Yeah. It is fun when you find out you're going to be a grandparent and it's, yeah. it's a different feeling obviously than finding out you're going to be a parent, but it's, it's, um, it's that sense of, wow, life really does go on and we really are part of this generational thing, which is interesting because that's some of the work that, that Wendy has done um, that you've done besides just your professorial type of things or your own um, um, journey into movement, you have, you have added this whole systemic teaching, which um, drives some of, um, not some, quite a bit of our, our podcast, because tying it back always to the five elements of harmony, but within that, what do our ancestors have to tell us? Not literally, we're not doing seances, don't worry people, but but by the choices that they've made, by the life that they've lived, by the journey that they experience, what can they pass on to us? Even if they're gone, but reading their memories like you did at the park or um, reminiscing about their life. And then now we have that opportunity as we become the older generation we're in that place to pass on that wisdom to to our grandkids and um and to help them um reflect on the things that are truly important right yes yes indeed and and really you know we pass on all of in a, in a sense emotionally and energetically if you will we pass on all that we are to our next generation Mm-hmm. And and so it's really giving me some humbling or sobering moments to go. What is it that I truly want to pass on to my my children, to their children? What what legacies? Uh, yeah, that's a physical, good right emotional, mental. You know, what are the legacies that I want to pass on? or that I want to heal so they don't have to pass on. And that's part of, I think, why we came together to do this podcast anyway, is, is let's, let's be intentional about the legacies that we choose to pass on. And let's by taking, yeah. Let's be intentional about who we are and how we live. Exactly. Mm-hmm. By golly, just be intentional. <laughs> all right <laughs> and then we we want to share with you all we have some some um of some exciting ideas to pass on we're we're um we're looking forward to our next season and we have noticed a real trend and i'm sure you all have as well our whole educational system has been turned <laughs> up right now <laughs> wendy's in the thick of it because um because of being a professor at Florida International University. So um, she has a different take on it than, than most teachers because she's been teaching online. It's nothing new to her, but for some of the professors and, um, and staff, this has been a real challenge. So when you came home from your California and Utah trips, you were thrown right back into work. So we'll talk about the research in a second. But um, we want to catch you up with what we're going to be doing um, with our next podcast. So real quick, um, 
Part of that was also something you've been doing this summer related to um, yoga. Yes, true, true. So be sure to share that. We will. So um, we're going to focus this season on interviews. We have met some people over the summer that we want to bring to you that have very unique walks of life, very unique perspectives or jobs or experiences. And we're going to, we're going to fit them into our five elements of harmony, because if you think about it, and we, we're going to explore this more with you listeners, the five elements of harmony also go with the five elements of Asian type of thinking, you know, earth, wind, fire, all of that. And so our elements, just as a reminder, our wisdom, inspiration, creativity, empowerment, and expression. And so as we interview these people, we want to hear what they're doing with their expressions. What are they doing with their empowerment? How are they living a creative life? How are they being inspired? Mm -hmm. And so look forward to some interviews coming up. And then another trend, back to the trend we've noticed, all of these people having to homeschool or to adjust how they're teaching their children at home. Well, I was a homeschooler for for several years before I became a public teacher, public school teacher. So I do have some wisdom and some insight that I can share with you. Um, And then both Wendy and I were both teachers in in um, elementary um, grade school situations with, you know, admin and and technology and curriculum and um, all All of those things. And then it's also interesting to to look at, and this is where Wendy and I think we can really help you, um, those of you that are younger or grandparents maybe that are homeschooling. Um, you have to look at education as a stepping stone, which that might be um, obvious to you. You're thinking, well, of course, you go from first grade to second grade, second grade to third grade, but it's but it's deeper than that, and you're going to have the unique perspective of at the end of the spectrum, although there is no end to learning ever, but at the end of the spectrum, Wendy's now at the college level. And so those of you that are thinking about how the heck do we homeschool or how do I supplement what's going on with my child's boring online learning. Manage my um, life with theirs and oof. <laughs> Right. What you need to keep in mind, we're just going to give you one little tip real quick, is that you always have to prepare the mind, the experience, the journey, the child, the student with where they need to go. You can't get bogged down in the minutia of what you're learning right now. You have to keep in mind that you're preparing them for the next grade level, for the next um, phase of the journey just like we do in life all of the time, right? So you have to think about what they've learned in the previous grade, you build upon it, but you always have the goal of the next grade in sight. What do I need to teach them now to get them ready for, let's say the sixth grade or the seventh grade or the eighth grade or whatever? Anything to add to that? uh, Yeah, so, you know, it's like, we for years have pushed oh get go to college to get a good education well not really just a good education what that translates into is 
go to college so you can get a better job and make that money job not necessarily a better one right <laughs> but a higher paying job right and or so you can go get a, a vocational school so you can get a, a more skilled job mm -hmm. which then okay that's great but for me the ultimate challenge of all of this is that we are to teach our children, whether they're ours biologically or those that we come in contact with, to be functioning members of the adult, of adulthood, right? right. Functioning adults and hopefully high functioning adults and that hopefully. responsible and thoughtful <laughs> and kind adults. Mm -hmm everything that we do becomes part of them right or wrong um yes and forgiveness is a beautiful thing because i know i've had a lot to, <laughs> to have to forgive thank god for forgiveness Amen. <laughs> literally thank you god for forgiveness <laughs> yes but it's like you know if, if it's I hear so many young mothers, oh, my children are my life and I have no identity. You know, it's like my children are everything and I love them beyond and la, 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 la. And then that's wonderful and that's beautiful. But also remember, your job is to teach them to, just like the mother bird, how to fly and how to leave the nest and start a family of their own. Mm -hmm. or a future direction of their own right live or a life a, a, a is, is not to keep them in our little nest for their whole life forever mm -hmm. and and it comes back to a saying that i learned when i was doing my first yoga training create the life you want to live well we mm, need to do yeah. that with our children even more so we need to create an environment where they can then live the life they are designed to live that they were that they were created to live so we you're right we need to prepare them for the future yes mm -hmm. all right so my summer real quick i um i didn't go anywhere except for oklahoma <laughs> hey, that's have, somewhere that was somewhere we have some family land in northeast oklahoma which is part of the ozarks and um Although I'm sure the people in Arkansas, Missouri would say that they beg to differ, but our, our land is very hilly and very beautiful. And um, we have 70 acres and we wanted to walk the, I should say hike, hike the perimeter. Oof. So it was a lot. It, it took several hours um, because we wanted to walk, walk the fence line. So backing up, what was really interesting about all of this and tying it all together, I am working on my next level of certification for yoga. So I'm gaining um, my 500 hours, which, you know, just prepares me for bigger and better opportunities, right? Anyway, but in the midst of that, I have discovered um, I really don't want to go down the, the Hindu path of yoga that's the lineage that's where it comes from and that's important but yoga has evolved like everything else does and um, oh. yoga is now becoming even more mainstream than it ever was and with that we need to bring intelligence to the movement and to the sequencing itself and specifically we need to 
get strong because, um, and Wendy, you can chime in on this, but three things that we have to do to stay healthy is we have to remain flexible. We have to keep the cardiovascular system going and we have to have strength and you can only gain strength by doing load bearing activities, lifting weights and, um, or is lifting your body lifting your body and so yoga people have this misconception that yoga is about stretching mm, no it's not that too. That's, that's one piece <laughs> it's it's a it's a byproduct of it but yoga is truly about um strengthening your body and strengthening your mind um that's what the word yoga means uh union of the mind and body and so i am focusing on um, strengthening myself through yoga and it has taken me in a whole different direction with yoga instead of just landing in a pose I'm now focused on the anatomy and making that pose for myself and my clients work so that they're stronger so I have several um, private clients who are elderly um, and I want to make sure that when they step off of a curb that they're safe you know, yeah. when they are um, just standing up and sitting down. I mean, yes. Or when they pivot quickly and they change directions, you know, things like that. We have to we have to main the maintain the integrity of the muscles and the bones. And we can do that through yoga. And so I've discovered a wonderful instructor, Jules Mitchell, um, who wrote a book um, about the science behind yoga and biomechanics so that has driven my my perspective on yoga now backing up what's interesting is i have hiked with my husband for years and a lot of times when we go to the mountains or various places i have to just stop because i can't do it anymore or i and i'm have always seen myself as in pretty good shape but i didn't breaks. I didn't want to, yeah, I had to take breaks, but I didn't want to climb that cliff like Wendy did because I was afraid and I knew, I knew I didn't have the strength in my legs to, to maneuver that. So I would stay behind and then he'd go on and then I'd just sit and meditate. So it all worked out. I didn't get left out, but, um, so, so back to this Oklahoma trip, we decide to walk around this 70 acres and hike the perimeter. There's no path at all we are just you were bushwhacking yeah and did you have um, a machete and <laughs> we 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 did and we had to cut a few vines and move a few um limbs but for the most part it was it was one of the most intense things i've ever done mm. and i didn't give up i hiked every every inch of the perimeter of that 70 acres and we went up some pretty up and down some pretty steep hills and when we stopped and had lunch and we had this beautiful vista um, we were up pretty high and we we're looking down over a valley and a little creek and mm -hmm. and we could see other hills in the distance they're not mountains <laughs> it's Oklahoma um, I realized wow I'm doing this and I know it's because of the strength training that I'm making happen within my own body and and that's exciting and so one thing that we're going to be adding to our website is some some yoga that you can practice with me um, and you can pull it up whenever your day allows for some space for you to get some movement going
So look, look for that people. <laughs> Yoga for the real body. Yoga for the real body. <laughs> and you've been working on designing a yoga flow that's that's um, incorporates several things. Tell us about that a little bit. Right. So other teachers that I've been following, Laura Laura Walker, um, Lauren Walker. She um, she has a um, a very specific design of tapping into the energy within your own body to heal itself. And I want to take some of those tapping techniques along with a regular vinyasa flow type of yoga, and then also bring in a little of the deeper breathing exercises that come from Kundalini. And so mixing those three elements of three different branches of yoga, bringing them into what I'm going to call energy flow yoga. And, um, you know, come explore it with me. Yeah. And, what? and it becomes very healing too. Yes. And isn't that the goal that, that we stay healthy, but we also heal anything that's going on in our body. Um, and then Wendy and I have talked often about one of our favorite authors. Yes, indeed. Louise Hay. We love her. We miss her. She passed on um, like Wayne Dyer, but, but they still influence a lot of our thinking and our, um, and our approach to life and healing. So we want to explore some of that. And that's going to be some of the people we're bringing on to interview, um, going kind of mm -hmm. down that path. All right. So Wendy, tell us a little bit about when you got back from these adventures, you had to buckle down and get busy doing. Oh, yes. A few oh, yeah. academic things that I've been postponing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but they're done. They're off your plate. Well, some, some research and writing and, and uh, winding, well, not quite off my plate, but much closer than they were. There so you go. making progress. And that's been, that's been good to say, yeah, even though it's not my favorite part of life in academia, uh, you know, because I'd much rather be in front of the students right and and seeing their light bulbs go off and their connections and their you know moments of of insights but you know it's it's still been good and we carry on and we carry on we carry on day at a time yes indeedy yeah but so that's led us to talking about some stuff that i'm really excited about which yeah. is is some of the 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 myths that are out there and not just in in academia or this or that but but even more so in all the different movement therapies mm -hmm. or fitness fitness modalities you know there's like oh you shouldn't do this or you shouldn't do that and, and then we we talk about this and we look at this from a a more uh, anatomical biomechanical and and uh soulful level and go well why do we say that and do we need to be not doing that or what's the whole point of that caution mm -hmm. that's so true that's something. yeah right so so an example of that i have heard my entire yoga career and i've been practicing yoga way before it was popular um i started back in the 90s um i have heard consistently from every teacher when you do tree pose to never 
place your foot that's raised on the knee of the supporting leg. So when you're in tree pose, you're rotating your hip open and um, coming into this beautiful balancing act, right? And One of my favorite poses, actually. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so it's, it's. I've always wondered, but I've respected that because these people are authorities, and I've, I've challenged it, and I've questioned it in my mind, but I've never challenged it. And I have learned this summer through my studies that that's just simply not the case. And and I want you to think about it, listeners. If we can't put a little pressure, I'm not saying, you know, you know, dr drive something hard into the side of your knee, by no means do that. But if, you, if you're standing up and your supporting leg is doing what it's supposed to be doing, you shouldn't be pressing the, 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 the lifted foot into the knee in a harsh manner. You should be lifting and we're going to go into all of that in deeper, um, in, in more detail in my yoga videos that we'll post online. But, um, but think about it for a second. If, if you can't put pressure on your knee at all on the side of your knee, then we're all going to walk around like Frankenstein and only have forward motion. You can't pivot quickly to the side. You could certainly never ski. If your knees are that fragile, that you can't put a little bit of pressure on them standing in a tree pose, then, then you're in trouble and maybe you ought to get a cast for both legs. Yeah. And then on top of that, is that bent leg, but really that strong that it's going to knock your knee out of balance? There you go. There you go. <laughs> it's just kind of like, mm. yeah. And, and then, you know, you go back anatomically too and biomechanically, then you know the lower like the lower the okay you have your supporting leg and then the lower the bending leg foot is to the ground the more supported you're going to be balance wise and i'm thinking the point of that position is the test to challenge your sense of balance and that changes from day to day and so it's like as you gain more strength in your support in your groundedness and you gain more sense of balance, you can lift that foot higher up the leg. Right, and, so if, that, and if the resting point works for your hips, where it happens to be around your knee joint, place your foot there, but don't press your foot into it. Exactly. <laughs> so exactly. one of the myths that we wanna, we wanna bust, we're gonna be movement myth busters. You remember that show back in the, what was it? the 90s or 2000s Mythbusters. My boys yeah. love that when they were little. I'm sure yours did as well. <laughs> I did. I, I did enjoy that, yeah. Yeah. So we want to have some fun and bust up some myths because there's a lot of them when it comes to movement and people just keep repeating it and people, we need to stay curious. Well, why? Why can't we do that? And and if you if you fall into the realm of because I said so, then you've just shut your mind down and a mind is a terrible thing to waste. Do you remember that saying? <laughs> Indeed. Yes. And you know, we might even bust a few other life myths as well. I can't say that word very well. Myths of life. Yeah. Say that five times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> life myth, life myth. Okay. 
Uh, all right. Yeah, so it's gonna be a fun season. What? It's gonna be a fun season. And it is. So we've caught you up. We've told you about our summer. Um, a little bit of travel, a lot of travel, a little bit of research, a lot of studying, a lot of preparing, a lot of planning for our for our future. And the main thing that is is one of the underlying tones for both of both of us is that we are lifelong learners and we created this podcast we created the indigo tent because we want to join you on your journey to your higher self we want to join you and help you to think things through on that higher level we want to help you create that life that you want to live we want you to help we want to help you find expression and empowerment and most of all, we want to share what wisdom we have, what wisdom some of the experts we're going to bring on, what wisdom can they share, so that we all enjoy this beautiful thing we call life. Yes, and we pass on the best of us in our legacy. Yeah, oh, I love that, Wendy. I love that. All right, yeah. so with that, listeners, Look for um, a podcast next week and um, join us on the journey. Indeed. All right. See you in the tent. Listening. Bye. See you next time. We hope you've been uplifted by this episode. Please help us uplift others by sharing, subscribing, and reviewing our show. Join in on the conversation by adding your insights and transformations in the comments section. See you next time.